0: Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Well, it's a war. There's no doubt about it. The question is, how is it going to end? The only way that we can respond uh, is through economic means. Uh, and uh, Putin's not going to stop until he gets what he wants. You know how many wars in world history went the way they were predicted to go? Zero. It never happens.
0: Yeah, or even if it gets there, it's a long, ugly, winding road. Uh, Putin's meeting with China was so clearly now, in retrospect, A, we need your backing. Tell us what we can do for you going forward about Taiwan or anything else. We're invading Ukraine.
1: Well, there are uh, Chinese fighter planes in the Taiwan defense zone today. They may have discussed that. Who knows? Oh, almost certainly, yeah. I'm looking up at the TV. Clarissa Ward of CNN is down in a subway station, which is now a bomb shelter there in Kiev. People, geez, I'm seeing mostly moms and kids. Maybe the dudes are out with guns on the street. I don't know, but... Well,
0: President Zelensky said, anybody wants to fight, I got a gun for you, come and get it. And they're handing them out?
1: Mostly moms and kids in that subway station down there. Holy crap. I know I've said this a hundred times, but thank God every day you're an American, and you are not going to be in a bomb shelter today with your children hoping a bomb isn't about to come down on your head. Right, right. Wow. As how, those people
0: are. How long did the echoes of this last? I mean, if you're going to be coldly... You know, rational, cynical about this—the the, the uh, Crimea thing, the Georgia invasion, the uh, the previous incursions, the little green men who took over parts of Ukraine—haven't really changed my life. Now we've had major political and military figures say this changes Europe forever. The era of peace is over, and uh, one of war has begun. Uh, I wonder, nobody can, well, to your prior point, nobody
1: can predict it. Well, the, the problem with those other things didn't change our life. If they were a step on the road to here, though, that's the problem. You know, I was just talking about eating too much a little bit ago. Eating another McDonald's cheeseburger today won't change my life. The pattern of it changes my life. Yeah. So the pattern of Putin taking chunks of land in the world just saying, eh, gets you to today where he's threatening, if you haven't heard this, he actually threatened a nuclear war on the rest of the world with the biggest stockpile of nuclear weapons and hypersonic missiles capable of evading our detection.
0: Yeah, wow, that is crazy. Chilling. Uh, here it is. Let me hit you with that quote. Rather a key point. Putin claimed Russia's plans did not include a lengthy occupation of Ukrainian territories. If he told me it was daytime, I'd check twice that the sun was out as if anything he says means anything, Uh, but his nearly 30-minute speech included a stark warning for the West, and I quote, whoever tries to hinder us, and even more so to create threats to our country, to our people, should know that Russia's response will be immediate. And growing increasingly agitated, said, and I quote, it will lead you to such consequences that you have never encountered in your history. I hope that I will be heard.
1: Everybody took that as a threat of using nuclear weapons.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely clear. I mean, we've been attacked. We've gone to war. We've lost people. We've been bombed. We've had air, airplanes knocked down our office buildings, Pearl Harbor, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, the only thing we haven't endured, quote, unquote, in our history is a nuclear attack.
1: So yesterday I'm running errands, including uh, I stopped by to take a look at a car I'd seen uh, listed somewhere. And uh guy's showing it to me, and he's got an accent, and I didn't think much of it. It was clearly a some sort of Eastern European accent. And... Um, I said, let me hear the stereo, and he pulls up a YouTube video, and he said, something Russian, of course. And he said, I'm not actually Russian. I'm from Ukraine. And he looked at me, you know, with a, like, do you recognize what I'm saying here? And uh, I said, oh, geez. I said, I'm in a business of following this story very quickly. And we ended up sitting in the car talking for like an hour, not about the car, but about Ukraine. And he was getting texts as we sat there and talked from friends and family, um, and then he was following the news because he was quite concerned about it, and he kept referring to Ukraine as back home, even though he's lived in this country. Geez, I can't imagine how much money this guy's got. He was in early on Netflix, in the software part of it, getting paid in Netflix stock. Oh, boy. And, is, and interviewed uh, at the personal level with Elon Musk with Tesla. So, um, You know what this guy did? And I told him, you're the most valuable person in the world, people like you. He's an engineer who also has the talent that allows him to craft the usability of software. Because that's the key. That's what Apple's got. That's what Tesla's got. That's what some people have that other people don't have. Because when engineers design something, they can use it. And other people who think like engineers, but the average stupid person like me who just picks it up. Can't figure it out. And he, he is the kind of guy that can design it for the average moron who picks it up for the first time that doesn't have a background in it. That would be a valuable talent. I'd say so. Yeah. Um, that's what he actually did with at a very high level. But anyway, so he's he's from Ukraine, and we got into the conversation of he brought up the fact that Putin has mostly been in a bunker for the last two years, unlike all other world leaders. So who knows what that did to his head? And, uh, you know, we've talked about Macron in the Wall Street Journal saying that Putin has changed over the last couple of years and gotten very paranoid. We know that people are acting crazy all around the world over this COVID thing, murder rate up, whatever. So the idea that an old man who's been in a bunker couldn't have gotten a little crazy is, you know, obviously seems fairly logical that Putin might be kind of crazy right now. And I ask him, do you think Ukrainians are going to fight? Oh, he grew up watching Zelensky on TV, by the way, the president. Um, This guy's kind of younger. He said, oh, yeah, I watched him all the time. He's hilarious. He was uh, like the biggest TV star in our country. Um, He said he's very, very smart, very smart, and and the people of Ukraine like him. And uh, I said, do you think Ukrainians are going to fight? And he said, absolutely, they're going to fight. He said, we have so many guns in our country because we've been a corrupt country for a long time. Also, the rest of the world has been providing weapons to Ukraine for wherever. And he said, I'm not just talking like regular Kalashnikovs, which I thought was interesting because, you know, most Americans don't have something like even that. Uh, He said, no, I mean, like some serious guns and they're all over the place. So there are going to be a lot of people with guns out there fighting which wow, I thought was really interesting.
0: Well, I can see the barrel of a gun poking out of every office building window in every town in Ukraine. Right, should be a hell of a place to uh, send an army.
1: Yeah, um,
0: unless and and well, the uh, evil doers of history have a way of dealing with that. They uh, commit atrocities so horrific, uh, everybody gives up.
1: So uh this was yesterday afternoon and I and I asked this Ukrainian fellow if he uh if he thought Putin's going to be, and he said I don't think he will I don't think he'll do it. Well, it started several hours later when I was home and I texted him and said uh, I'm watching cable news what do you think he said I'm in too much shock to uh, to even respond. So and I figured he's probably really texting with friends and family back home at that point so I left him alone. But uh this is, you know, Well, I mentioned back in December when I was in the hospital, a nurse mentioned to me she was Ukrainian. And I said, what do you think about what's going on? She started crying. This is real for some people. It's not just theoretical or a show on television. Clearly. So I
0: saw something uh, last night where they were showing a video of Putin's uh, rambling speech. And, oh, you know what? We haven't played the clip where he humiliates his spy chief. Practically puts a leash around his neck and yanks it.
1: Which I think points to the weird mental state he's in. But they stopped the video a couple times, showed some still
0: pics. And, and look, I'm a rational guy. I try to be. You know, I anyway, the look in Putin's eyes was that of a, a, an unhinged person. And we all, know, we all know we have an instinct for that as humans. Sometimes you run into somebody, and the look in their eye, you realize, I cannot deal rationally with this person. There's danger here. And he just really had that look to him. I'm not going to oversell I, Joe Giddy. I'm, I'm a little bit psychic, as people say. No, I'm just telling you, he had the eyes of, I mean, he's always had like the eyes of our crocodile, but he just looked nutty. Do we have that uh, tape? Is that... Uh,
2: Which number is
1: that? The uh, humiliation tape. Clip. Hansen will speak in my clip? ear and tell me. Do we have a clip? Okay, here we go. I would agree that our Western partners can be given one last chance. Otherwise, we must make the decision we are talking about today. What do you mean, otherwise? Do you propose to start the negotiation process? Uh, no, I or recognize the sovereignty of the republics. I, I... Say it plainly. I... I'll support the proposal on recognition. You will support or you support. Speak directly, Sergei Evgenyavich. I support the proposal to... Just say it, yes or no so i am saying i support the proposal to admit the donetsk and luhansk people's republics into the russian federation <laughs> we're not talking about it we're not discussing it we're talking about recognizing their independence or not yes i support the proposal to recognize independence so my ukrainian friend who was brought to send me a car actually said did you see this video and i said yeah i saw it and he said wow that guy was scared wasn't he yeah. that's chilling yeah So that's the guy. It's like the head of the spy agency or whatever. He's no no minor character there. And Putin has really got his testicles in a vice with the, you will support, you do support it or you will support it. And the guy's trying to figure out, I don't understand the difference between the words. What should I say? What should I say?
0: Please don't execute me.
1: Yeah. It
0: reminded me of accounts that that many of us heard about uh, meetings where Saddam Hussein would preside. And sometimes he would just have to, he would think, i got to remind these people of my brutality. So he would single somebody else, uh, somebody out, rather. He would put them in an impossible situation like that. He would announce that that was a sign they were a traitor.
1: He'd have them executed. And that had that feel to me. It, d- it really did. And, but the fact that he did it knowing it was televised, is, is, the, is that rational or not part? I don't doubt that Putin has done that behind closed doors his entire time, but why did he do that knowing a television audience was going to see it?
0: It seems very odd to me. I I, I can't answer that question.
1: I don't know. <sighs> got a guess? Uh, you can guess if you want to. We got more on the way. Text line four one five two nine five KFTC.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
1: IHOP just launched its first plant-based sandwich at one location in New York City. Yeah, it's for all the people who sit down at breakfast like, do I want the fudge pancakes or the mung bean sandwich? Uh, Can't be fun eating a vegan sandwich while the person across from you sprays whipped cream on his breakfast. You know what I'm saying? The fudge. (laughs) Yeah. Sounded like a euphemism. Fudge pancake. (laughs) Hard to eat healthy at IHOP. I was there recently, though, they have an entirely gluten-free menu now, so for my son, that's pretty awesome. Their gluten-free pancakes are really good if you're a, a gluten-free person.
0: Oh, okay. Other I, than that, I'm I, not going to any international house of pancakes. America first, that's what I say.
1: Not with uh, Not with what's going on in Ukraine right now. The international high, you know, come on. Too dangerous. Um, they uh, uh, IHOP, I always order the kids like regular pancakes, no whipped cream and stuff like that. I, it just always seems too gratuitous to me. I don't know if that makes me a overly picky parent or whatever. I mean, you're you're having cake with syrup anyway. <laughs> to add chocolate chips and whipped cream just seems, yeah, yeah. Although my kids love chocolate chip pancakes. Well, sure, of course. Now you're having cake with chocolate chips in it. What? Do you, of course, you like it. <laughs> Eh, boy. So a couple
0: of things. We're going to take a break from uh, geopolitics and the burgeoning world war, uh, which I hope won't be. Uh, a couple of things very quickly. First of all, I learned a new term. Uh, at least it's being used in some quarters. The uh, DGAF populists. The don't give a you-know-what populists describing various media. Don't
1: give a what?
0: Flip. They don't give a Oh, D.J.A.,
1: okay, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha.
0: yeah. Um, uh, whether it's uh, Rogan or Elon Musk, interestingly enough, they they include on this list. I think there's certainly an element of that on our show. Um, and, and you know, they mention a bunch of different people. but um, And this Axios piece gets into how they're outrageous. They don't just say no to the prevailing discourse. They say, screw you. It's at the heart of a lot of their appeal, blah, 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 and how how crazy it is, and Alex Jones this, and Elon Musk that, but then... Wait, they, wait
1: a second. Are you putting Alex Jones, Elon Musk, and Joe Rogan in the same category?
0: It's a broad category. I'd well, say. I'm not doing anything, but... Uh, <laughs> it, well, no, no, I think it's absolutely leg- legitimate, because Elon Musk is to CEOs as Joe Rogan is to, quote-unquote, broadcasters.
1: They no, don't give I'm, an I'm F. I'm perfectly okay with Joe Rogan and Elon Musk being in the same category of this story. Mm-hmm. I don't put what's-his-name in there. Alex Jones? I have a weird mental problem with his name. I cannot memorize that guy's name. It's weird. Mm. I wonder how that works. I don't know. That is odd. Mm-hmm.
0: It's a very common name, but anyway, uh, yeah, I think that's a perfectly legitimate. He just works a different side of the uh,
1: the street. He's a complete act. He's a clown show. He's a, he's a complete phony. He's not. Elon is exactly who he pretends to be, and so is Joe Rogan.
0: Yeah, but uh, yeah, okay, maybe we're talking past each other. But to a, their audience, they're the same. One's more authentic than the other. You're saying, okay, I get that. Um. But anyway, uh, after the backlash
1: and I you know, And I, 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 will, I will stop interrupting this after this. I don't care. Two of them honestly believe they're making the world a better place. The other one is amoral and doesn't care if he tears the country completely apart as long as he's profiting. That doesn't apply to Elon Musk and Joe Rogan at all. They think they're making the country a better place. Uh, what's his name? I can't remember his name.
0: Nope. Nope, you got to stand on your own. I won't be an enabler.
1: I have, I can't remember his name. Isn't that weird? Art Vandelay. Because you know I'm pretty good with names. I, that's weird. <laughs> Alex Baldwin. But the other guy, he knows he's doing evil things.
0: Yeah, Wait, but you're, you're 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 missing the entire point. You're that's, sitting here screaming that the monkeys aren't a real band, so therefore they have not sold a million albums. Okay. The hell, man! (laughs) She's working with a maniac! I think the monkeys are a real band, but. Well, they were eventually. God bless them. How many
1: monkeys are left? Is it. None? Did Michael Nesmith just pass? Does Peter Tork survive? One Lowland gorilla, I think, is all that's (laughs) left from the band. Gorillas
0: are not monkeys. Anyway, um, where was I? Oh, so here's the part I really found interesting. So after they they talk about how controversial and shocking and blah, blah, blah they are. Uh, By the way, uh, Rogan added more Instagram followers in January after Neil Young pulled his music from Spotify to protest Rogan than any month since 2018. Doesn't shock me a bit. Dave Chappelle's following jumped 19% more than the previous nine months combined after the so-called backlash. On and on. Barry, Barry Weiss is killing it on Substack, better than she's ever done in her career. No doubt.
2: Armstrong
0: and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: So I was just watching video the New York Times obtained somehow security footage from a building on the border, of Ukraine. It's the first confirmed footage of Russian tanks and military trucks crossing the border. And it's it's something to watch. It looks like a color version of videos you've seen from World War Two. If you're a World War Two fanatic, like most men in America are. Uh, just streams and streams of military vehicles going into the country. Um, today is going to be a heck of a day, I think. Um, let me just hit you with some of the the news that's come out just fairly recently. Um, Russia's incursion into Ukraine is taking place along three main fronts, according to a senior U.S. defense official, clearly designed to take key population centers today and topple Ukraine's... Government. We haven't seen a conventional move like this nation to nation since World War II. The official spoke on condition of anonymity. You had to stay anonymous to tell me stuff that I already knew. Data wiping software found on hundreds of Ukraine computers. So at some point they're just going to wipe the computers clean, I guess. Putin will. Um... Associated Press with a couple of different stories. Russia is sending tanks and troops into Ukraine, hitting cities and military bases with airstrikes and shelling as we speak. Ukraine says troops are fighting on a number of fronts right now. Uh, The U.K. said it will freeze assets of major Russian banks. So the oligarchs, that's the super rich people that kind of play a role and run in Russia to a certain extent. Putin needs their support, it's believed, to continue to govern Uh, They have so much of their money in Great Britain, for whatever reason. Yachts, money, homes. And Great Britain Hmm. has has the ability to just seize that. Other news recently, oil has now hit $105 a barrel. Natural gas prices have soared also. In Moscow, stocks collapsed and the ruble has fallen to a record low against the U.S. dollar. That
0: is interesting. I just got a news alert, and it's hard to know how seriously to take this stuff. It's an article in the New York Times by a guy with a Russian name who suggests that this is a major moment of awakening eyes, opening eyes, awakening by the Russian people, that the man they hired and has steered Russia for 22 years was, was respected for his rationality and his astute risk management. And it says that image has been upended. Now, you can't trust any polling of russians and you know they've been subject to putin's propaganda now for a generation a half two generations um so it's difficult to know what to think exactly but i do wonder what his domestic support is going to look like as this thing drags on
1: Here's some news. This is from an NBC reporter. Ukraine's ambassador to the U.S. just told NBC that a Russian platoon from the 74th Motorized Brigade has surrendered to Ukraine's forces. She says that the Russian troops apparently had been unaware they were being sent to kill Ukrainians. No confirmation yet from Russia's military. Wow, that that could be a turning point. If Russian soldiers get into Ukraine... Find out their job is to kill Ukrainians and say, no, I'm not doing that. Whoa.
0: You know, this is unlikely, but I find myself and call me a sap thinking Ukraine's best strategy might be to (sighs) hit them with the, hey, we're brothers. We're allies. We're your people. We're cousins. What are you doing? Why are you obeying these orders? You know, they might get slaughtered for it, but I just wonder.
1: What if... All those soldiers rolling into Ukraine from Russia heard the same speech we all heard from Putin and believed it. We're peacekeepers. We're just going in to keep the peace in a country that is, you know, falling apart. We're we're supposed to shoot all these people? We're supposed to bomb these people? What are you talking about?
0: Huh, that's interesting. Boy, whenever you're dealing with a totalitarian regime, and this is one of the reasons I just enjoyed studying this stuff so much in college and afterward, because it's so... Well, it it matters. Number one, it matters. It's life and death, and it's just it's a it's a mystery, and it's human psychology, and so much going on. How uh, a totalitarian regime? How good is their command and control? How far has their influence uh, uh, penetrated down into the ranks? And and it it's layers of influence. You buy off the generals, and and you buy off the people right below them and then generally you count on their brutality and discipline to keep the people below them in line, because you'd run out of money to bribe the privates and the corporals. Um, But then, like Saddam Hussein's forces, good example of that. It seemed like he had iron-fisted control of the entire country until the American military showed up, and the Iraqi soldiers couldn't uh, surrender fast enough.
1: Well, and the entire Arab Spring was that. Um, All the military just switching sides and going with the protesters. And, you know, if you're old enough to remember, Yeltsin dancing on that tank that was there to, you know, arrest him. They joined his side. Yeah, yeah. So the New (laughs) New York Times has just reported this. Ukraine's government vowed an all-out defense of Russia as Russia is now attacking more than a dozen cities and towns across the country from land, air, and sea. So it is fully on all across the country. A dozen cities are under attack from Russian sources right now. So I would say at this point we're not going to get a lot of news because we're at a point now where those reporters are not going to be able to just stand there with their microphones like they were last night and keep us up to date on a moment-by-moment basis. Also, I wonder how much communication there is within the country of Ukraine. Uh, So the Russian forces surrendered to the Ukrainians if you believe that NBC report saying, hey, we're not here to kill Ukrainians, um, is is word going to be able to get out around the country and that catch on? Or will that be one isolated area and the rest of the places the Russians are killing Ukraine's left and right?
0: Keeping in mind that that report might be 100 percent true, 100 percent untrue or half and a half. Right, So uh, this is uh, this is not cheery, folks, but I want you to be prepared, at least mentally. Keep calm and, and uh, soldier on rising energy costs and potentially slowing supply chains will take their toll on consumers. Thanks to all of this mess. Russian cyber attacks could cripple electronic infrastructure all over the world. And a new refugee crisis will require international assistance. And an era of relative calm in the West that has pervaded since the end of the Cold War might be coming to a close. Yeah, It sure looks like it is. Um What would we do? I hate to even phrase it like that. Uh, What would it take for Putin to announce or to uh, implement huge cyber attacks on the West? Freezing all those assets, serious sanctions, kicking them out of the international banking system, drilling a hole in his yacht? I mean, I don't
1: know. Well, it gets back to the is he rational? I think that brings more hell down upon him. I think if he just focuses on Ukraine and goes in, the world eventually shrugs its shoulders and says, what are you going to do? But if he starts attacking the United States, you know, banks, whatever. I, mean, I think he's in a world of hurt then.
0: here is You know, I, I know, I'm not encouraging this or anything. i just, I'm being honest with you. I just had the thought. I'm thinking I probably ought to fill up my gas tank just in case.
1: Ooh, if everybody's thinking that, you know how that works.
0: Yeah, I do. That's why I hesitated to say it, but I'm an honest man. My hallmark is honesty.
1: So here's an interesting uh, choice for Twitter. Under new leadership, I don't remember the guy's name. The Ukrainian government is pressuring Twitter to ban Russia's official account. Ooh, Twitter, you've banned all kinds of people for all kinds of reasons. Are you going to let Russia continue to put out their crap, nothing but lies, as they uh, invade and kill people in in a democratic country? Well, let me think. Are if you so much as express
0: hesitation about biological males setting records in the pool, they will cancel your account. If you slaughter the tens of thousands, no.
1: Okay. Interesting choice for Twitter to make. If I'm they, sure they'll
0: make the wrong one.
1: I That's what I would expect. Uh, the President of the United States was supposed to speak about 15 minutes ago. They've pushed back the speech for some reason. Who knows why?
0: Maybe he's getting the traditional big S I T A. Do you have that, Michael? They give him a big fat shot in the ass and Hmm. the B F
1: S I N T A. (laughs) It's well, I I hate to be this cynical, but I, I I expect to feel worse about things after Biden talks than I feel before.
0: It's a question of setting your expectations low enough, Jack. (laughs) Uh, This is a different topic for another day. But can we have like a can can we convene the House and the Senate in an unprecedented joint session and have a unanimous vote that we need a new president and vice president? And and if I'm you know, uh Kevin McCarthy or or I'm uh, uh uh what's his what's his face, Mitch McConnell? Um I say look, y'all got the White House right now, you Democrats. So you can pick the person. We're gonna you know, we'd like to be able to, to to give you the thumbs up, but if it's anybody reasonable, and I mean anybody, we'll say yes. Y'all pick somebody. We can't keep going with the senile old guy and the imbecile.
1: Right. Come on. uh, Come on now. let's, Let's finish with something we can all agree upon. Tucker Carlson's snarkiness toward Kamala Harris. Maybe we should play that when we come back again. If you haven't heard it, it's pretty entertaining. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Thought we'd end with something we can all agree on. Tucker Tucker Carlson's snarkiness against Kamala Harris. So he includes a little of her rambling speech the other day about the whole Ukraine-Russia thing and then, uh, then does his thing.
2: We still sincerely hope that there is a diplomatic path out of this moment. And within the context, then, of the fact that that window is still open, although it is absolutely narrowing, but within the context of a diplomatic path still being open, the deterrence effect, we believe, has merit. Got that? Take a breath and let it sink in. Here it is again. Quote, we have agreed that the deterrence effect of these sanctions is still a meaningful one, especially because, remember also, We still sincerely hope that there is a diplomatic path out of this moment and within the context then of the fact that the window is still opening, still open, although it is absolutely narrowing, but within the context of a diplomatic path still being open, the deterrence effect we believe has merit. Well, of course it has merit. The only question is, what the hell are you talking about? And the answer is Kamala Harris has no real idea what she's talking about. She can't even point to the direction of what she's talking about. Her mouth opens and predigested chunks of language come tumbling out in no particular order. You can just imagine Vladimir Putin's reaction to all of this when an aide drops a translated transcript of Kamala Harris's remarks on his desk. The Slavic mind is a hall of mirrors. It sees traps at every intersection. Clearly, Kamala Harris must be setting some sort of trap for the Russians here. Her words don't make sense, but she can't possibly be dim and childish. America is a superpower. It would never put a senile man and an imbecile in charge of the country. On the other hand, maybe so. Uh-oh. Yeah.
0: Well, look at her approval ratings among Democrats. she I,
1: mean, I know what she is because I've been this. She is an average intelligence person trying to sound smart. It's like when I wrote papers in high school and I would throw in the phrase moreover. <laughs> she does that. That's what she's doing. Yeah. Wow.
0: (laughs) Wow. You know, we are discussing whether it's time for the parties to go back to selecting their candidates so you don't accidentally belch up uh, something ridiculous in the primary system. Belch Uh, up? Like a hairball. A a number of people hated that idea. They're like, no, 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 you guys are completely wrong. Uh, Can we all agree that there's something wrong with the country? If you look at the last quite a few presidential candidates, last several, if the best we can do is Hillary and Biden and Kamala, and and honestly, and some of you are going to be pissed off at this, but that's all right. I live with it every day. um, You couldn't find somebody without the positives of Trump, or I'm sorry, with the positives of Trump who didn't have all the negatives of Trump. There wasn't anybody there. I just, I I don't know. We got to change
1: something. The G7 has made an announcement. Putin has put himself on the wrong side of history. Ooh, uh, that oh no, hurt. Oh, no. That hurt. Somebody Putin is down on one knee. He's gasping for breath. He's drying his tears. Somebody had to walk into Putin's office and sit down at the end of that very, very long table and tell I, him the bad news. Well, and shout, President Vladimir, you're what? on the wrong side of history. And Putin just put his head in his hands and started to sob quietly. Knowing that other people feel that way about it, so uh, here's something interesting. Clan Kitchen of the Dispatch uh, posted a video It says two brilliant experts on what they got right and what they got wrong about Putin. One of them is this guy, Kagan, who I read all the time, and he said, the primary factor we got wrong, Putin went crazy. So wow, there are another more, one. Yeah, there are another one. There are more people that think Putin is gone a little nuts. Like so many people have in the world. How else do you explain the murder rate going up the way it went and everything? COVID made people crazy. Suicide rate. Suicide rate. That's, that's going crazy. I mean, th- things have, people have gone off the rocker for all kinds of different reasons of COVID and isolation and whatever. I, nobody knows, really. But Putin's gone nuts. Well, your, your premise is undeniable about the whole people going nuts thing. I feel like I haven't. I Maybe I started nuts, so I had that advantage. Um I don't think you and I hunkered down quite as much as some people may have. No. Maybe that's it. No. Um I, I it's shocking to people when I tell people I've been going into work like regular pretty much the entire time except for like 2 days. So yeah, that you know, that part of it
0: yeah, it was just at a the dinner slash drinks and the rest of it. There's like 120 people in a ballroom. Nobody had a mask on. Nobody was even thinking about it. Yeah, dinner I know. That's shocking. Advanced. That's right, Mitt. Uh, but getting back to uh, Klon Kitchen, his thing, I'd love to hear more of that. But um, there are a number of heavyweight analysts who are saying Putin has lost it. Or. Or he sees the end, maybe, of his life coming. Who knows? Maybe he's been diagnosed with something, and he is utterly intent, and I believe this to my soul, he is utterly intent on being one of the great men of history, to restore Mother Russia to its rightful place. And he figures the time is now, and so he's making his moves. Is that rational, irrational, megalomania, or merely aggressive leadership? Eye the beholder, I guess.
1: Check your clock, it's time to stop Jack and Joe, they've got to go And if they don't get canned, they'll be back tomorrow I don't anticipate getting canned before tomorrow But you never know Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty If we are, hey, it's been great Folks, thanks for listening
0: We'll probably have a podcast where we'll swear So it'll be even more fun Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the uh, show just to wrap things up. There, he is our technical director, Michelangelo. Michael,
2: uh, just a lot of heavy stuff in the news. I just feel like I have to uh, after a show go watch some comedy movie or something just to you know get my mind away from it all.
0: I hear you. You got to take a breath. Are you saying the show is too serious and is making people miserable? Is that what you are saying? Oh no, Michael? it's wonderful. Right on the air on it. our show. You go ahead and say we're incompetent. That's is that what I was talking at? about. Our show. That's what you are driving at. I know what you're. Do- the FMI funny. I'm <laughs>
2: talking about the world in general.
0: Young Alex is our behind the scenes producer. Alex, do you have a final thought?
1: Yeah, you know, I was going to mention something about my bachelor party coming up next week, looking forward to doing that, but I just wanted to say my prayers are with the people of Ukraine and the the innocent lives. I hope they all stay safe. Here here,
0: Jack, a final thought for us.
1: I will continue to follow this all day long because I'm weird that way, but uh this reporting the Chernobyl nuclear power plant has been captured by Russian forces. An advisor to the Ukrainian presidential office says, Why? What are they doing? I know it's a useful route uh, to the capital,
0: I think, but I don't know. That's weird. Uh, My final thought about the kind of don't-give-a-blank populist commentators we were discussing before. They mention in this article in Axios that Roseanne got canceled and the woman got canceled for political missteps, blah, blah, blah. But South Park is going strong after 24 seasons of being gleefully politically incorrect to the point of being abusive. And I love it. Says uh, uh, Matt Stone, we've been waiting to get canceled for 30
1: years. There is a giant crowd of protesters a 1,000 meters from the Kremlin right now protesting the war, which is a very brave thing to do in Russia. Wow. So there's a lot of angles to this story yet to play out. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday.
0: Feel free to drop us an email if you have special insight, maybe your Ukrainian mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com.
1: See you later. God bless America. Listen up, Jack Wagon. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on, guys. Armstrong and Getty. Oh, my God. This show has
0: everything. But
2: also see it as a moment, yes.
1: Are you sure of that, dude?
2: You, you.
0: Okay. So let's go out with a bang. Sonny and Cher was a great act. Not geopolitically. (laughs) Uh, Again, I failed to set the terms of the discussion. (laughs) I blame myself. (laughs) On that high note, thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty.